I'm wondering if you have come to this same idea, the idea of using vacant office spaces and office buildings as an answer to the housing crisis that is plaguing our entire country right now. Seems like a really simple solution. You have two problems that seem to be able to solve one another. A lot of vacancies with people still working remotely or working a hybrid model at office spaces and a huge demand for affordable housing. Could you just turn these empty office buildings into homes? It seems like a really good idea, but could be a bit more complicated than that. We're going to get into it right now with Communications Director for Home Space Society, Emily Campbell. Emily, thank you so much for making the time. I think that this is something that a lot of people have probably thought about, and it's seems like a really perfect solution, doesn't it? It really does, Chelsea, and thanks for having me at Home Space here in Calgary. We're really proud to be one of the first nonprofits ever to turn, you know, one of these vacant office spaces into 82 units of affordable housing, plus the new home of a family emergency shelter. Amazing. I, I, but I'm sure that getting it to that point wasn't as simple as just putting some walls up and opening the doors and saying now people can move in. There's a lot that goes into this, and this is why it doesn't always necessarily work for every vacant office building to be turned into something residential that could represent affordable housing. So how were you able to get there with Home Space Society? Well, we got an early start because Calgary's downtown, you know, emptied out a little bit earlier than COVID because of, you know, the oil crash. We had some vacancies. The building we found had been empty for two years by the time we bought it. And we chose really carefully. We really needed a pretty small floor plate because if the building is too big and wide and long, then it means that there's not enough windows for people to live comfortably in the apartments that we built. So we found a great building but of course we had to gut the whole thing mm -hmm. because all of you know the power and the water are all centralized like you see in typical office buildings and we had to branch that out into every single unit of housing that's one of the issues um that that i've heard about or that i've researched before having this conversation is that you need to you need to not only gut the entire space but in terms of creating you know efficient water lines or uh, thinking about things like windows for residents i mean it's it's a really complicated process when you say that you really did your research and you found a good building how many buildings then did you have to rule out well, we toured several buildings with our uh, real estate agent, and we were lucky to have a really patient seller with this uh, old building. It used to be the Dome Petroleum headquarters, uh, and they, you know, got on board with our idea, and we're lucky because everybody in Calgary seemed to get on board with this idea. And, you know, we had support from the city right away because they were concerned about downtown revitalization. Oh, it's empty. It feels dangerous. Mm. You know, what are we going to do? And then the province got on board and the federal government got on board to make, you know, this incredible project, which we were lucky to finish on time and on budget because we knew that other people were going to be looking at this project as a demonstration of what was possible. Well, first of all, I want to applaud you for doing that because there are very few product projects that are able to actually meet that, meet that standard on time and on budget. Talk a little bit about the design that went into this. Is this sort of like a, a formulaic approach where every unit looks exactly the same or did you have to work with the structure of the building to get creative in terms of making these spaces? Oh, we had to be creative. And 
thank goodness for our architects because we really puzzled, you know, units together. And we had to make some sacrifices. And that meant that some of the bedrooms in some of these apartments are inboard bedrooms. They don't have windows because we wanted to prioritize that people, you know, their living spaces were bright and, and cozy, whereas the bedrooms, you know, are darker. And it also kind of solves the problem of having a building downtown and there being noise outside because of course we're right next to the sea train station uh which is great for our residents many most of whom don't have cars uh in order to qualify you know you have to be pretty low income in order to live in these apartment buildings so having it right next to the sea train is so good for the families that have moved in is an organization like home space able to then replicate this and do this again in partnership with the federal and provincial and even municipal governments to try to create more of these spaces or as we mentioned because you had to tour so many buildings that were ineligible for this project is this kind of a one-and-done situation well the city of calgary has been you know pushing this downtown revitalization so it means that now market developers are also looking into converting uh, buildings into residential as well so it looks like that really good real estate has been snapped up now and that will be turned into you know residential but most of it won't be affordable housing I think it's so exciting to imagine the possibilities that we could, um, you know, that we could create and and try to solve a situation that I think a lot of people have noticed. If there are vacancies and there's demand, why not bridge the two together? What about permitting and trying to trying to just get approval for this process? I imagine that it was a lot of work. Uh, it is always a lot of work, but incredibly, we actually broke the record in Calgary for the fastest development permit approval ever. Uh, the city of Calgary was really motivated to get this going, so they really prioritized our project, and I think we had it, it was less than 30 days. Wow. So talk a little bit about your residents then. Who Who is taking advantage of this opportunity? Who are you able to now house? Yeah, so Homespace, uh, like we are property developers, we maintain buildings, we operate the buildings, but we always partner with a, a partner agency who provides social services. So in Neoma, the name of the building, we have partnered in from the cold. So they've got, you know, family shelters, some transitional housing and several units of uh, housing where they support uh, their clients inside of the building. And we also have partnered with Closer to Home and the Calgary Drop-In Center to fill in kind of the rest of the units. And that just means that people have access to social supports at the same time as affordable housing. And that helps, you know, keep people housed. Yeah, what a, what a great initiative. Congratulations on being able to do something like this. And I hope that we see much more of it. Yeah, it's really exciting. The whole world is watching, and I think that we're going to see a lot more of these projects in the future. Yeah, I hope you're right. Emily, thank you so much for making the time. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of course. As Emily Campbell, Communications Director for Home Space Society, describing a situation where in Calgary, this has worked. They've taken a commercial building and turned it into residential affordable housing. Can we replicate that here in Edmonton? Can we make something happen to sort of bridge the gap between these office vacancies, big empty buildings, and the need for affordable housing.